0: Hey friends, this is Michael Bone with Youth Apologetics Training. Today we're going to continue on with this series on science in the Bible. Uh, places in the Bible where the Bible, you know, it's not a science textbook. We've all heard that said before, but it, it it's the Word of God. And we believe that God inspired every last word in the Bible, right? Well, the Bible, being as thick as it is... And covering such a long span of time it touches on various scientific subjects if it was written by fallible men uh, especially thousands of years ago we should expect to find all kinds of scientific blunders kind of like what we find in the Book of Mormon which is only a couple hundred years old and especially we find in the Quran and uh, many other old sacred texts but in the Bible we find all these instances where it touches on science uh even instances where it touches on subjects that there is no a no way in the world for them to know that. But yet they get it right every single time. Evidence for the divine inspiration of the Bible, evidence that God Himself wrote the Bible through the lips and hands of men. So with that, let's go ahead and jump right in. And check this out. Uh this is really interesting in Job chapter 38 31 it says can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades or loose the belt of Orion well what's interesting about that question that God is asking Job is uh the the Pleiades star cluster it's gravitationally bound it's bound and Orion is not bound. The the stars are flying farther and farther apart from each other. In other words, it is being loosed. Now, that's in Job. I mean, Job was written somewhere, well, there's a lot of debate, somewhere around the same time that uh, many of the events in the book of Genesis were recorded. Uh, some believe that Job is the oldest book in the Bible, as far as when it was written. That is interesting. Moving on, Leviticus, chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. We find that God uh, forbids people from drinking water from uh, vessels that have stagnant water or have been contaminated by coming into contact with dead animals. Uh, It wasn't until... The last 100 years that we figured out that water that comes in contact with a dead body, or a dead animal for that matter, can cause you some major problems. And well, stagnant water, again, can make you very sick as well. Now here's one I've mentioned in a previous podcast long ago and far away. I know I've mentioned this, but I don't recall what series it was in. And I have no idea why I even brought it up. I was probably stuck on some rabbit trail, like I 'm kind of getting stuck on one right now. Uh, but this whole idea of leaving your field uh, fallow, not not growing grain one out of seven years just the the practices in the Bible for farming in general are interesting. Guys, we don't follow these practices today. And people are finally starting to realize wow, we we really should be doing these things. Uh, One thing they would do, all right, every year uh, they would leave the corners of the fields unharvested. Uh, and, And by that they mean sides. As in, there's kind of like this ring. Okay, if you can just imagine a field of corn, and you don't harvest the very outer edge. What that does is creates a wind block. Now, uh, fields that do not have some kind of a wind block, which is like all of them, get wind damaged. Uh, the wind blowing on the soil constantly. What that does is it kills uh, all of the microorganisms it, microorganisms on the surface of the soil uh, in the top layers of the soil and it actually starts to ruin the soil now I don't know how much of you guys out there are hippies and <laughs> and are into this stuff like I am <laughs> I'm not a hippie guys but yes I, I really do get into gardening sometimes uh, but when your soil does not have all those little buggies crawling around in it the good ones uh, and all those microorganisms, your food is not nearly as healthy, one, and two, your plants start getting smaller and smaller. Now, nowadays, we compensate for that by just dumping chemicals onto the soil, all kinds of. Uh, different fertilizers and that's how we overcome it but that actually taxes the soil even more so we're killing our soil off at an incredibly accelerated rate if we keep down this path guys we're in big trouble in a couple more generations and no I'm not setting dates and no I'm not a prophet I'm just saying um, from what I've read we're causing major problems with our soil and our food is getting less and less healthy it's it's almost our our fruits and vegetables are starting to become kind of flat. Like they don't have those nutrients in them uh, that they had before. Furthermore, in God's word, God uh, calls everyone to allow their field to lay fallow for one year. All right. That does several things that allows the soil. Because again, okay, God has created a planet that self-regulates itself. Right. If you haven't noticed, our planet, uh, it is a perfect integrated system with all these different cycles. And it never gets too hot. It never gets too cold. Uh, and, and everything is in balance. It would be fun to do a whole series on just the balance of the planet. One of these days, I'll have to bring somebody on and talk about that. Just how intricately balanced the planet is. Well, the soil heals itself as well. All right. And by leaving your field fallow, what happens is uh, plants start growing up anyway because of the seeds that fell on the soil. Plants start growing up. They cover the soil because the sun uh, damages the soil, too. And we we take these big machinery and we mow the crop down and then we just have this this bare dirt. Uh, Guys, that's bad. That's really bad. Uh, but you leave your field fallow. Uh, obviously, they haven't gone through the field with any big machines, so now they've got kind of like a uh, a layer above the soil. The plants grow a little bit, then they lay over and die upon the top of the soil, which creates a little bit of topsoil. Uh, did that make any sense? Uh, the plants lay over, they decompose, and they create a, a healthy topsoil that then seeds can germinate in the next year. It... Creates this cycle. Uh, When you have decaying matter on the top of the soil, uh, what what happens? Well, the worms they crawl up to the surface to get to it. That creates nutrient pathways. That slime that is behind the worm is rich in nitrogen and other things that your plants need. It also creates little tunnels so that the, the the water can get down there. See, when you guys when we mow the the fields down, that doesn't really happen. You leave a field fallow for a year it just kind of brings things back to life it peps everything back up all those roots they die in place they decompose in place and then you have nutrient pathways that go down so you're getting all this for free guys um, <laughs> but uh it it is really quite fascinating and here we see in the Bible where God tells them to do this. Now, how would they ever know to do this? And and I mean, we don't even do this nowadays. Uh, We're all so infatuated with money, 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 money that we want to work our field to the bone. And eventually, we've depleted the soil so bad, it's nearly useless. Uh, Another thing is when you leave the field fallow for a year, see insects, they hang out in the stalks. Uh, of many of the different crops, especially if you're monocropping. When you're just planting one thing, uh, it's like a buffet for certain types of insects. You know, The insects that like this particular type of uh, a grain, for example, well, they find this field and they just reproduce like mad because there's so much of the food they like, right? You leave the field fallow for a year, those insects that hang out in the stocks, and then you have a massive insect die off the next year. Uh, there's other ways around this, like try not monocropping, but that's what we do, okay? That's what we do. And so when you monocrop and you do stuff like that, well, uh, you need to think about these things. You you want to get those bugs to die off. Now, what we do is we, nowadays, we spray uh, Roundup all over our crops, and then um, we die. <laughs> but hey, you know, what's not to like? So <laughs> anyway, uh, also uh, just having the... the edges of the field there's something for the poor to glean uh that that was uh rather than having some kind of welfare system that's how you did it you just left some of it there and then the people that were truly poor they would go and get their food and they would have to work for it still right because they still have to travel to that field and do some work to get that food no ebt cards right so moving on, here's something else that's kind of interesting. You know, the Bible says that God has written His law upon our hearts, and um, I think it bears mentioning. I think I think it's very important to mention that. Well, this is obvious to everybody who is a believer, but it should be obvious to anybody alive. Uh, we all know that it's wrong to lie. We look down upon people in society who are liars. Uh, we all know that it is wrong to steal. And, and you look around society, and when we know somebody who's a thief, we don't like them. We think less of them, right? Unless, of course, you're in that boat too, and you like to revel in each other's sin. But um we all know it is wrong to murder. We all know this. It's written upon our hearts you know it's kind of interesting because that is so uh, anti-evolution. The concept of God's law being on our hearts. Uh, if if we all just evolved from the slime puddle millions of years ago, uh, and it is random mutations acted upon by natural selection, survival of the fittest. Uh, we should value. We should value murder. Lying, stealing, because the most fit shall survive. And people that murder, uh, do have, you know, people who, uh, uh, rape and pass on their genes via rape. Okay? Uh, in the evolutionary worldview, uh, that shouldn't be considered wrong. But we know it's wrong. It's absolutely, utterly wrong. Uh, you know, and you look at lying, stealing, murdering, again, that's, that's a way to get ahead in society, is it not? It's a way to get ahead in this life, uh, but yet we all know it's wrong. When we do it, we feel bad. Isn't that weird? Okay, if we evolved from pond scum millions of years ago, uh, and really this whole idea of don't lie, don't steal, don't murder, don't rape, this and that are just social constructs, then why would we feel bad about it? Why would we feel bad? Why do we feel stricken in our heart? Like, why? Why did I do that? Why do we feel like we should be forgiven? It's because God's law is written on our hearts. All right, I'm going to stop right there. Tomorrow, I'm going to get into some of the uh, supposedly scientific blunders in the Bible. That's right. There's all kinds of atheist websites out there that claim that uh, the Bible has completely botched it in certain areas where it touches on scientific concepts. In other words, it it would be almost like uh, the rest of this series would be an extension of my Bible contradictions series. Yeah, nonetheless, we'll look at some of these supposed alleged goofs. We'll look at the best of the best, okay? Uh, Because some of them, oh my, you go on these websites and you just slap your forehead and say, really? I mean, really? Uh, Because they stretch so far, they try so hard to make the Bible look bad and to justify their sin. Whatever the case, we'll stop here. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast from the Apologetics feed that is found on like, iTunes and other places. Basically, it is a sermon audio uh, apologetics-based uh, thread. It's got Youth Apologetics Training as well as a bunch of other apologetics-based uh, uh, podcasts. I urge you to go ahead and uh, subscribe to my feed, the Youth Apologetics Training feed, uh, because you might be missing out on some podcasts that don't have the keyword apologetic somewhere in the title structure. Uh, sometimes it just doesn't quite work that way. So I don't put it in there and then it doesn't end up in that sermon audio thread. Uh, well, and so you guys don't catch it. So yeah, uh, subscribe to my feed and you're going to get everything. And so anyway, with that, I love you guys and I'll see you tomorrow.